私たちはあなたに言いました。超Good evening, I'm Stan. And I'm Dan. This is We, We Told You Show. Show enough. Back again. <laughs> wow. We made it through the first experience. Well, experience zero. This is number one. <laughs> well, yeah. We're getting more and more as we go. Oh, that's fun. It's great. And thank you for joining us on this death ride. Oh, let them know about our email. We do have an email.、Mm -hmm. We told you show at gmail.com. It is a Y A. Yeah. Yeah. Show. We told yeah. Yeah. Show. Send all your feedback there. Questions.、Mm -hmm. Suggestions. We、right. may not listen to the suggestions, but we may. You never Disgruntled. Know. I mean, we're expanding, man, worldwide. We're going global here. That's the internet. Yeah. Speaking of global, you know what is found all around the globe?、Uh, where else did I stay? <laughs> Plastic? <laughs> yeah. Digital noise.、Mm -hmm. Radiation. Radiation? Are we going radiation? We're going naked mole rats. Man, you and this naked thing. <laughs> Good point. I, mean,、yeah. I didn't even make the correlation. Yeah. Well, maybe,、uh, maybe I'm a closet nudist and just don't even know it yet. Yeah. Could be. You buy too many clothes. So,、uh, I was perusing around through some scientific kind of stuff, as I'm one to do from time to time. I ran across something kind of interesting. Dan. I think you'd be really interested about this. I think it's going to spark you up a little bit here. Have you ever heard of the naked mole rat? Is it naked mole rat? Is it just hairless? It is, is indeed hairless. Where the nakedness comes from. Leads in the nakedness. Yeah. yeah. Does he have a little strap to keep his cigarettes? No. They, no, they are strictly non-smoking. Yeah. Okay. They don't want nothing to do with that. Right on. They're mammals. They are, in fact, a rat, a mole rat. So, is it a type of mole or is it a type of a rat? Well, it's actually a rat. The naked mole rat is the Heterocephalus glebian.、Oh, that's a beautiful name. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> Latin, from what I understand. So, there's some interesting things about the naked mole rat. They are the. Superpower, if you will, of the mammalian side of things. They resist cancers. So there's studies on this. Yep. They defy the aging process. When moles get a lot of cancers? Well, I don't know. They're not big smokers, but I,、yeah, they、good. might not、it's、eat so、them. well. They eat a lot of dirt, bugs, worms. And...、Eh. Well, sounds good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of interesting, actually.、Uh, they don't age like the typical mammal. You know, a mammal, you know, we, we compare ourselves to dogs. Dogs is seven years to one year, you know, that kind、yeah. of thing. But the mole rat doesn't seem to age 
the way a typical mammal does. It's almost like it's found this mysterious fountain of youth or whatever deep down in the Earth's core. They probably don't get to the core. It's pretty hot down there. But um, That's digging deep, mammal. You know what? They can survive for up to 20 minutes without oxygen. That's pretty good. Yeah. Talk about some serious scuba diving. But I think they're only in the ground. Yeah. Well, I tell you, my yard has tons of moles. We got moles, voles, and assholes. Yeah. The assholes are the worst. All up. They're the hardest to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Bubble gum don't work it. Poisons don't work it. Explosives don't work it. <laughs> Be glad you don't have some naked roll, naked mole rats. <laughs> Look, well, man, I these mean, things. These good. things can take. They can tolerate surprisingly high levels of pain. How did they find this out? Well, they, I mean, did they put them through trials? They hurt them a lot, I guess, and see how much they went. "Ah." (laughs) Yeah, how do you tell what kind of noise they make? How much pain they're feeling? That's messed up. Well, you know what else they do? Oh, they are the best. They are the best caregivers. Uh, You know, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, the naked mole rats—they take it a bit of a step further. They go to the neighboring. Naked mole rat community, and they kidnap the babies and then bring them back to said mole rat neighborhood, and they turn them into slaves. That's messed up. It is. It's kind of weird. I was gonna say they're just trying to broaden their gene pool, but they're being all villainous about it. They are a little villainous about it. So what they do is, uh. The naked mole rats, they're very unique. They're, you know how like a hive of bees will have a queen bee and all the other workers work for the queen, right? Mm -hmm. The queen lays the eggs and results in the- More workers, more more worker bees. Yeah, and further expanding the colony, if Mm -hmm. you will. Uh, There's ants that do the same thing. Well, mole rats, naked mole rats, they do the same thing. They actually have a queen mole rat. That sounds kind of weird. (laughs) We have a queen naked mole rat. There's no king. There's just straight up queen. There's no king. Run it all. Straight up queen. Yeah. Remember the alien? Beyonce, girls, rules, mother. Yeah. She was laying all the eggs, all the new aliens popping at it. It was no, it was just her. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where it come from. Yeah. So naked mole rats, the queen, the queen actually has the pups. She can have up to 30 pups at a time. That's a lot of babies at one time. That is a lot. Well, somebody's got to take care of these babies. So she's got workers that go out there and dig the holes, dig the tunnels. And they can be like up to six or seven kilometers long. How big is this mama mole rat? Well, she ain't very big. Uh, a, a naked mole rat itself is pretty small, actually. They uh, they measure in at about uh, seven to ten centimeters, I believe. They're they're not very big. Pretty small yeah. little things. So so these babies, they're not born in not eggs, right? No. She's not laying eggs. It's not platypus, although that is a mammal that lays eggs. So she's laying 30 of them. She has 30 pups. 
uh, up to up to 30 pups per litter, right? She only reproduces with certain males that I guess she finds acceptable, you know? So internet but, ads. Yeah. Dating sites that they can find. Gas station magazines. Hard, hard to do. Very so particular. She, that she is very picky. You know, there's a large playing field. She only focuses she she knows what she wants. Yeah. Moldate.com. Yeah. Hey, we're not promoting another site here. This is we told you show. No, if you're a mole, go there and try it out. Right. I guess I could. Find out. (laughs) Google it. See what happens. (laughs) It's worth a Google. (laughs) So she can have all the, she can have like 30 pups, up to 30 pups per litter. So somebody's got to take care of all these daggone naked mole rat pups. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they go to another colony of naked mole rats. They kidnap the baby mole rats over there and they bring them back to said colony and make them babysit. Probably for free. They probably don't even get no delivery pizza or nothing. But they're older. They get older baby rat moles. No, they go get get baby naked mole rat moles. So it's like, how can a baby... Mole rat, watch out for another baby naked mole rat. Well, they have a very extensive training program. It don't seem like they were just born. I guess they are fast learners. Because they go yeah. over there and they get the mole rats, Look, the little baby mole rats. You're going and they over here, bring and this is what you're going to do. You better learn it quick. They, yeah, it is. It's, it's like sink or swim. Because we got one acre and then you're there. Yeah. <laughs> quick, one yeah. acre and not even an acorn. Yeah, so I guess they come over to my yard, and they get them, and then they take them over to Creepy McStalkerson's yard. Yes. And put them to work. Right. And they make them baby mole rats that they just stole from your yard, that they mole-napped from your yard. Yeah. And they take them over to Creepy McStalkerson's (laughs) and put them to work over there under his dogs and chickens and roosters and stuff and make them get to work, get to work. So what they do is they babysit. All the the queens, I guess, her preferable baby mole rats, because she probably doesn't really like the mole baby kidnap baby mole rats. And she probably doesn't really even like them very much, anyways. They just brought yeah, in. You might get one that's got good, you know, they can sing really well, and you're like, hey, we can profit off this one. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> entertaining, yeah. you know, like okay, we'll keep him around. Yeah. It's okay. Rest of them they ain't worth a shit. Yeah, <laughs> Let the cats get him. Get get him. Calling the, the mole five. Good to go. Damn. Is your name Mole 7? Yeah, man. It's always five. It's always five. Yeah. Okay. We've got seven and it starts getting uh, gets muddled. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's better. That's better. So they go and they kidnap the naked baby mole rats and they bring them back to the colony to babysit the newly born naked baby mole rats. Damn, it's a lot to keep up with here. And they integrate into the society. They like become part of the naked mole rat community. They kind of end up becoming part of I've never even the clan. Moles you, had communities. I didn't either. I thought they were to each his own. You know what? They can hold up to 300 members of their community. That Not in is, my yard. I don't know. Probably, they probably are in my yard now. 
But as far as the naked mole rat is concerned, like a bunch of hippies. On they can. It's like a drum circle. Once it starts turning <laughs> up, they just keep coming. Yeah, and yeah coming I thought. And, I, yeah, I thought I heard a drum circle out there the other night. Somebody making grilled cheeses, and <laughs> next thing you know, you you got a hippie infestation on your hands. It's always like a dream come true, right? <laughs> that's funny. That's another for another episode. Yeah, another episode. So, um. They can hold up to 300 members of their community. That is the largest known mammal colony that is known of, anyways. You can have up to 300 individuals in this community. It's pretty remarkable, actually. I mean, you can't put 300 people together. They're all going to be gouging eyes. Are they in uh, suburban areas, or is this in an area where there's... Is- no development. Well, it's, it's funny it's that you bring that up because the, the study that was done was actually performed in Kenya. Well, maybe a little sparsely populated. Oh, yeah. Not quite eastern seaboard, I guess you could say. But they watched these 27 different colonies. And somehow they managed to flag individuals from certain colonies. And they started finding, wait a minute. Baby number one and baby number two and baby number seven and baby number 23 ended up back over here at Commune Ziegelfloff. And how did these babies get over there? The only thing they could come up with is, look, and then they started, first they started noticing this when they were keeping naked baby mole rats in captivity. Multiple colonies. They actually witnessed uh, the naked baby mole rats. Coming over here and like snatching your babies and then bringing them back over here and putting them to work. Take care of these new babies. So how would they take care of them? What would they do? That's another really great question. Do you know what the number one I mean, food they of preference they on the baby them. naked mole rat menu is? I would think some kind of grub worm. Nope. What is it then? Try again. Uh, chicken. Nope. Mom poop. Mom poop? Mom poo. The poo from the mama. That's what they eat. So they don't produce no milk to feed the, the babies. They might, but that's not their preferred <laughs> munchies, if you will. They eat enzymed and laden mom poo. So part of the job of the mole-napped baby naked mole rats, this is really getting confusing now. Oh, it's getting crazy. Is they, like, they go around and they gather up all the enzyme-laced mama poo, and they feed it to the new newborn naked baby naked mole rats. This is sounding like a really big underground farm house going on here to have all this area under the ground that they're working with to do all of this yeah i mean i don't know how they did it's the wonders of modern technology that we can study does everybody get their own room no and then they are go you kidding to me working areas dude they are they're they're mole napping baby naked mole rats you think they're going to get their own room and they just eat poo that's my stuff well they feed the babies poo Ain't nobody getting their own room. It's not that kind of commune, man. 
What? I mean, I guess they're kind of, they are self-sustaining. They're kind of growing their own food. You know, these scientists have been out, you said Kenya, right? It's totally organic. You said this is Kenya? Where, where these, uh, it, yeah, where, where they studied the these, 27 these, colonies. Okay. Yeah. So they're out there studying these and they're like, well, these things don't really do much. And we're running out of funding. We need to really make up a crazy ass story. <laughs> right. To to sell to these people to get more funding to watch these hairless mole rat things that are running around. Why, why do you have to? Why, why do you? Why are you making fun of them because they have no hair? Because they don't have hair. <laughs> I'm deadly joking. <laughs> they, they, they don't. That's what it I don't know what to call them. Niggas. Not that you can afford to buy clothes. It, it was, I think it was 26. They're not going to buy clothes. So. It, oh, tw- oh. Yeah, that one makes it. I mean, it can make a difference. Alter the statistics a little bit. Yeah, they added that in. It's like, oh, you know what? They eat poo. Yeah, there's got to be something wrong with them. Yeah. So, what do they eat when they grow up? They eat worms and regular. I can tell you one thing, like that, like regular moles. I can tell you what they do not eat: dirt, (laughs) because their teeth. They protrude out past their outer lips because they look like a bulldozer or an excavator, but yeah. their teeth like stick out. Almost like a walrus type of deal. Yeah, but like even more exaggerated. Like a, it could be carving out some, dig you a swimming pool or something. But the teeth like stick out way out of the yeah. angle, hour away. So they can like gnaw through the dirt, tunnel through the dirt, but they ain't swallowing the dirt. They must already have a lot of fiber in their diet. Yeah. Maybe that's where the worms come in. Well, if they only eat poo, <laughs> so I just throw all that into Creepy McStalkinson's yard, and now I'm a mole problem be over there. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> hey, you're right on to something here. So if you throw all the worms Your and you throw and all the poo over in Creepy McStalkinson's yard, Maybe throw a turkey neck or something over there, too. Well, I'm pro- I'm, there's probably like a couple of those laying on the ground already. Right. Probably yeah, so. Probably good to go. Hmm. Oh, creepy mixed talkers. <laughs> What's up, creepy? I uh, doubt he's listening. Nah. He's, you never know. He's but probably watching. He, <laughs> but if he is listening and he's concerned about naked mole rats, we can say, hey, we told you show. He did. <laughs> better be a big community of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, moles. We got some cats that kill some moles. Every once in a while, we'll find one or two or a half laying around. Grab a beer out of that cooler there. Oh, man. <laughs> got you. <laughs> Did anybody else like one? That's pretty loud. Oh. Was that held a little close. Sorry. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. Naked baby mole rats. It is interesting. Getting mole napped. Uh, I mean, who who thought that that would happen in that area of the mammalian world? That's where all the cool stuff comes from. Yep. Well, the universe is cool. Full of a lot of crazy shit. I would, I would like to know the size of area that they had all of these communities in. Because it would be crazy to trek them. Really far, you know? Yeah. 
After a while, you just trade babysitters if they're that close. Well, that's pretty much what they are, sounds like, like, essentially. I give you a couple babysitters if you give me a couple babysitters, and they're like, well, wait a minute. Well, why don't we just keep the kids that we have and teach them to take care of themselves? Maybe it's more like, uh, okay, well, I'll see your two naked mole rats, Mm -hmm. and I'll raise you two clothed mole rats. Yeah. Yeah, this one's got a pair of jeans, and this one's got a pair of pantaloons. Right, and if you got one with like a studded leather jacket, that would be like a king naked mole rat. There's got to be some kind of hierarchy. Although there is the queen. Maybe the queen is what takes the, maybe the queen is what takes the hand. I think Pixar should do a movie about it, though. It's probably in the works. I think it'd be great. Probably just has some copyright infringements right there. Mm Mm-mm. No such thing in a fake world. Here at We Told You Show, we do not believe in copyright infringements. Until they copyright us and we'll get <laughs> right. your ass. Well, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Who knows what the future holds? I, Hopefully it's not naked mole rats for any of you guys. In the past, I heard uh, some meat fell from the sky. What? I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to go ahead and start it up. You know I like some meat, Danny. I know you like meat. Raw meat, cut up meat. The smell of meat. I don't know if you like fallen meat. Never been there. I don't know. But in Kentucky. That tells me enough yeah. right there. It happened in Kentucky. In 1876, on March 3rd, the land of Alan Crouch. His wife was out there. She was, she was just out there. It was a normal day. Sun was out. She's out there. All of a sudden... Meat started falling from the sky. It's dropping everywhere. But then, say, a hundred, like a 50 to 100 feet, you know, n- not really a square, but an area. Um, all these little chunks of meat, say, two inches big, you know, two inches wide. And, uh, like a two-inch cube, yeah. maybe? But they were not really cubes. They, they, the average was around two inches, but they, you know, some were a little bit bigger, up to four inches and, and smaller. And they right. weren't really cubes. They were more like... Uh, you know, rough cut, but it was just chunks, chunks of meat. Just Maybe falling. like chunks like been blown off of something. Mm, don't know. They, it, it won't burn. They would just fall. They just fell all over the place. And it, within, you know, it, this happened within one or two minutes. It was falling and it just stopped. So they got in touch with the local authorities and everything. People come out to check it out. They're looking around and like, whoa. What kind of meat is this? They were trying to figure out. It was that. llama meat. Well, it could have been. No. But uh, I don't know if they had llamas at the time around that area. But they were looking at it and they would get some of Polar the, bear. the hunters and some of the people around it knew what type of creatures were around. And they were like some people said, oh, this is deer meat. You know, this is venison. This is this bear. You know, they actually ate it. Mm-hmm. They tried it. People were brave enough to eat this. Hey, curiosity kills the cat, man. I mean, not freaking fallen yard meat. What did you say? It was 1876, 75? That was back then, you know, and I was, if I was in that locale. 1876. And meat is falling this from the is, sky. Uh, Olympia Springs in Bath County, Kentucky. I may have been tempted to try it myself. People did it. You know, they tried it out. Like, I, was like, I do what? like some fresh we meat now. We didn't found, found, found a well here. Right on yeah. up in a cast iron skillet. <laughs> <laughs> and we're good. You know, and they're all trying to figure out 
what type of meat this is. And everybody had different opinions. Right. You know? And uh, some thought it was lamb. Mm. Mutton. Mutton was the biggest choice. They they even sent samples to different universities to get it tested. By the time they, they got the test done and everything, nobody... And even said anything about it because the story had just passed. No one cared anymore. So you have to research back. But there are pictures of some of the meat in little jars that they have at the Tasmanian, the College of Tasmania. (laughs) (laughs) Is that in Australia? I don't know. Tasmania, I believe, is there in Australia. Well, I think there is a Tasmania in, in the U.S. too. We have to Damn, look that I up. need to go there. Well, you can't do it all in one time. You yeah, know, no, you know, you can't get all, we're all the information. We're working on it. But, but uh, yeah, and it's a, the picture has a little bottle and it has some meat in it. You know, and you can tell it's from that era. You can't tell what type of meat. It's just a chunk of meat up in there. Huh. Some fat and some. But this happened in Kentucky. In Kentucky. So that's a little bit off of Eastern Seaboard. Uh, I, I would imagine, you know, depending on, I'm, I'm not geographically sure where this area is in Kentucky, but if it's a little bit west of Appalachia, so you have to consider uh, weather conditions, uh, jet well, streams. We, we both know that storms can stir up yes. in a minute's notice in those mountains and come over. They can't. They can also um, do it in the plains. The thing like, is, is that they said that the weather was sunny. Hmm. This happened, and it only was like a minute to two minutes, and then it was done. So it was nice and sunny. Yes, and then it's just day. like the bottom opened up. Yes, and and it, and it rained meat. meat. Chunks of meat just fell from the sky. Sounds like a Slayer song. Love Slayer, <laughs> but it does. Yeah. It's interesting. See, I would so, wonder what kind of meat it is too, because I do like meat. Well, they now, was- I, they were saying that the amount of meat was about uh, a horse carriage full. That's a lot of meat. Yeah. yeah. That was spread off, say, you know, 50 feet to 100 feet in one direction, you know. It was like a horse yeah. carriage full of meat. That's a lot of meat. Yeah. So I got a buddy who just went in with somebody and they bought like, they're splitting half a cow. That's like a quarter of a cow. Like down the middle? Well, you figure you got like all this meat that comes off a cow, and you can buy like a half a cow, and then you split the half cow with a buddy. It's two quarters of a cow, and they're each getting like 300 pounds of meat. It's a lot of freaking meat, <laughs> but you can go and like buy this for like- Well, maybe it was like, I'll drop it by like your house bucks. later. So for like 200 <laughs> bucks, you're getting like a quarter cow. And that's a lot of freaking meat. So I would wonder, you know, what they were able to gather up off of the Kentucky droppings. I'm just amazed that people tried it. And there's theories, there's theories that come about. And what do you think would be one of your theories of how meat would just fall from the sky? Okay. So I, I, that, that's, that's a great question. We've had stories. There's been stories of fish falling from the sky. Frogs. Frogs. Yes. And even red rain. Red rain. Uh, so I guess one thing that comes to mind for me, if it's meat, raw meat that is falling from the sky in Kentucky, 
And I'm going to. And it is isolated. And, and I might It's an be isolated wrong, area. But I'm going to go ahead and my theory, I'm going to say it's a little west of the Appalachian. So I would say that perhaps maybe it's some cows or pigs that have been picked up in a tornado, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And maybe. You're going to Twister route. Through the Twister cyclonic. Explosion. You know, the, 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 the ninja chopper in the sky. <laughs> and it comes on every Kentucky and raining meat. Free meat for everyone. In this one little area. <laughs> Put it in your cast iron skillet. Or make some jerky out of it. You can smoke it. This Not is, like smoke it. This smoke it. Theory, but like you put it in the smoker. You can make stew out of it. Well, it's already cut up, so it's great for that. Right. See, it's already it cute. Like two inches to four inches. You know, so I guess it just depends if you want to brown the cubes before yeah. you put them in the stew or not. Get it quick though; you can't leave it out there. No, 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 no! You got to be quick on it. So, that, that, that's the first thing I would go to. The main is, theory uh, here, though, scientific theory is vultures. Right? They get startled, and when they take off to go fly, they will vomit. All right. So this is the theory that they were eating on an animal because. It's not all cut up. It's different sizes. It's torn up. It's more like torn. So if you have a group shreds of vultures that have been eating, and then they're startled and they take off and they get up to fly, they vomit the food out that they have eaten, so they can get away. Yeah, lessen the load, get away faster. Right. And this is the theory because they're not going to eat something that makes them vomit. Their stomachs can handle whatever they eat, rotten food, stuff like that. The only reason they do it is for a quick exit. Then they'll do it leaving the ground and also getting barely up into flight. Right. They'll do it. Well, that makes sense. They've consumed something. Something comes along, shocks them. Shit, man, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Cops are here. (laughs) (laughs) Take flight, motherfuckers. Take flight. Yeah. And it lightens the load. Get on up in the yeah. stratosphere, and I'm sure you, you've heard this story that people are talking about. Is, you know, you see vultures eating on something. Don't go mess with them because if you mess with them, they'll, they'll throw, throw up, up on, on you. you. Yeah, they'll vomit on you. Yes, I knew a guy. So I hunted with a guy whose grandfather tricked him one time. They came up on, I guess it was a carcass or something that was there. Vulture, and he said, hey, boy, go on up in there, run on up in them vultures. And he did that. He <laughs> They circled up. And- that is a true champion right there. And they puked all over him. Uh, they said it was the nastiest looking, smelling shit they've ever seen in their lives. It was disgusting. Boy, wretched. Grandpa wretched. They came home stinking like it. Grandma wretched. <laughs> Puke fast, baby. So if we're going on this, that it was vomit from vultures, these people were eating this. You probably don't want to eat it. They were eating it. Yeah, that actually. And see, they, that, they didn't that, say anything about a smell. That, may, that, that makes me question my decision. Or some extra grease on it, you know. Like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have put that on the shish kebabs. But people ate it. <laughs> a little extra marinade. <laughs> a little tenderizer. You tried it, man. You got to give it to people. They're like, you know, we're going to try at least once. 
I mean, there's free meatball from the sky. You don't try. And if they were hungry, coal mining town, need some food. Holy shit, we got meatball from the sky. Yes. I'm gonna fry it up and eat it. Yeah, everybody Maybe loves falling yard meat. Fallen yard meat. Yep. Man, I've, I've experienced that a couple times. Fallen yard meat. Times you, you walk in your yard and you'll see some type of meat or whatever animal. <laughs> it's a big chunk you of flesh. Look at it and then you immediately look up. <laughs> Say like, thank you. And you no, I will like, now immediately cook from? this. <laughs> oh no, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> we're dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you look up to the sky and say, Oh, you look Fallen up and see meat. where the hell it came from. Right? I don't even see a cloud in the sky. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know about this. Came from the spaceship. That's what they do. They rain meat. Yeah, it's a joke. Let's just see if they eat this. <laughs> right? <laughs> Could they're be. betting. You know, I, got, <laughs> I get 10 to 1, this fool eats All right, I think the bearded guy is going to eat <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, yeah, 10 to 1. <laughs> but the other guy, he's yeah. not, he ain't going to fucking eat it. Yeah. And he's buying shots all night afterwards for everybody because he didn't ate it, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's never good to cook, prepare, and consume unkept meat. If well, you do, you're probably going to have a If you don't know what the meat experience. is, what animal it came from. Yeah, but they know what meat is in the 1870s. They, kn- they know what meat is. It's meat from an animal, but they don't know what animal. Right. You know, it could, if it's armadillo, you're in trouble. People eat armadillo. Yeah, and they get, uh. Oh, was it scoliosis? <laughs> no, no it's not it's syphilis. <laughs> Polio. They get, get something from they armadillo. Get, they get weak knees. <laughs> Hallucinations. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. I'm not here. It eats your body up. Ah. Uh, the old school. Anyway. Yeah. That's what we do here. Goddamn armadillos. <laughs> I tell you what. We go a little bit too far. All right. Well, sometimes it happens. We can't help it. You know what? It is time for. Is it for set one? Take a break. Yeah. We'll All right. Take a break. And hey. Refill the And beers. if you didn't know, we, we told, told you show. show. <laughs> I don't hear nothing yet. Cheers, cheers. That's nice. I like that. I love her. Uh, I do. I like the addition. Yeah. I really do. What can I say? All right, we're back from break, right, Dan? Yeah. Right. From what I can tell. Did you have a nice break? Oh, uh, yes. I had a nice break. When I think about break, it makes me think about work. What? Because when you it work- It should be the opposite of that. Well, you work for a while, you need a break. Yeah. But you don't think about work on your break. or maybe, Sometimes I do. I think about my break on my work. That's what gets me through my work. Sometimes your work breaks you. Yeah. Sometimes I break shit at work. 
Yeah, sometimes your break fucks up your work. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. God. <laughs> all right, well, I guess I could go all the way around. Yeah. Actually. Huh. Interesting. You know, people got to do some weird stuff all day long. <laughs> I mean, I have a normal job, regular day job, everyday job. Yeah. People listening to this probably think, you know, this is what we do all day. You know, we're living lifestyle. I mean, it's in famous, my head all day. Rich and famous. But we actually have shitty jobs we go to during Some the people do. Yeah. There, there are some unbelievable jobs that are actually out there that actually exist. Well, I've seen the show Dirty Jobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, been, that, that, that's been. Yeah, uh, she goes out there and does it. Crawled all over by the mainstream documentary aficionados. That doesn't mean it's been covered by We Told You Show. No. These things actually exist. I'm actually doing my job, which is horrible. It is. It's a terrible job. (laughs) Who was it? Was it Mark Twain that said, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life? It might have been. I think it was Mark Twain. Hmm. Well, so I wonder how Probably the somebody uh, that was rich said that. Yeah, well, I mean, Mark Twain maybe he ended up pretty much rich. He, yeah, he floated around lot. writing books. Yeah. yeah, sold a lot of books. Yeah, Probably never got the royalties off of that. And we're still waiting for our check, by the way. So uh, I wonder how the um, the professional pusher would feel about that. Like drug pusher. No. Or cart pusher. People pusher. Like a... Well, uh, What do they call those? A rico- ricochet? Well, rico- well, rico- these <laughs> are professional pushers, Hammer. Uh, you know, Japan... No, those are pullers. They... <laughs> nail pullers. <laughs> yeah. Japan, they are hardworking people. They get up. They... Every morning, they move, get on to go. Get to where they need to be. So... It's very important that everybody gets to work on time. Escalators. So they actually, these are city officials. These, these are, are city employees. They are actually paid to move along, keep going, get, go, go, get across the street now. Go. On. Word. Wayward son. <laughs> I don't think they actually say that, but you know what I'm saying. So what you're saying is they're paid to just stand there and yell Push at people. people Push. along. Like the Walmart people. When you walk in, they're like, hey, welcome to Walmart. Do you need a cart? Get the hell on. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. The greeters. Right on. We call them greeters in Walmart. Yeah, greeters are. Greeters, grab your cart and get your ass yeah, in the get store on up and in here and get out spend the spend the paycheck. Yeah, but there, it, I guess the uh, the Walmart greeter could be a professional pusher, professional people pusher. <laughs> oh, what? The? If somebody's actually paid to do that, are you just thinking these up in your mind? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm telling you this. I, I got this off of. Uh, Reliable source on the internet. Okay. Here's yeah. another one. A professional I sleeper. I like the dark web too, myself. The dark web. <laughs> well, they yeah, won't Are you on there in. looking for job applications they on won't. the dark web? Well, I applied for a few, but yeah, I didn't really apply for it. You really push people out. around. That's right on, man. 
Yeah. Got to pay well. Can't ever remember my passwords. $2 a push. <laughs> right? $2 a push. So if it's $2 a push and you push 100 people an hour. Yeah. That's $200 an hour. But it, this is what I charge. It's $2 a push. You're freelance. out there and I'll push the hell out of people. So you're like a freelance professional people yeah. pusher. Got to keep it moving. I mean, if you're- Move, people. And look, and so if you're charging $2 a push, mm-hmm. you got to put something behind that push. It's got to be worth it. I mean, it can't be just a little No, nudge, that's a $3 nudge. push. Go along. <laughs> move along. It's going to be a- Get on. Oh, no, that's a $3 push. A normal push is a $2 push. A $3 push almost knocks them down, and they're serious about it. I would totally they push the $3 push because that's the standard push. You go pay me $3 a push and just make that the boom. No, we don't, but you can't do that all day. You can't Why? do $3 pushes all day. It's got to be $2 I mean, $2 if you're making pushes. $3 a push and you do 100 no, pushes these are hard an hour, pushes. These are hard pushes. All these you are need like is like three serious, hours. You know, you're getting stressed. This, this is more stress on you. You're mentally and you're physically. The $3 push. $2 push, you're getting through your day, and you do it. Maybe sometimes you get the $3 push. That's fine. You're like, oh, yeah, extra this week. But you can't do $3 pushes all day. Unless it's like one of those days you've gone to the local coffee mart. Yeah. You got your quadruple shot. Or you, you, latte, yeah. Singapore, whatever it is that they put in there. Coming to work and, you know. It you jacks you all up and you go out on the street. Like, yeah, I'm ready to push some people. Rah! Today's a I'm gonna push. Today's one of those days. $3 push day. Yeah. yeah. I'm going $3 all day. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. yeah. You could like really like rack up some. Uh, Girlfriend and pissed you off. You know, you go in there. You know, man, the first twenty people. Today's a three dollar push day. I don't give a damn. Just everybody's getting it. Falling down all day. So I mean, if you're freelance, see, that's an easy three dollars. But it would depend on what block they put you on. Well, yeah, not all blocks would be the same. Not all is busy. If it's on the wrong block, the lights are different. If it's on the wrong block, the lights are run different. Grandma might be turning around and shooting back at you, so you never really know. Well, what if you get my $3 push into a car coming? Mm. What happens then? You doing your job? You, <laughs> no. No. You're not doing your job then. You're not You're not watching the lights. Exactly. You have to obey. Over exuberance. Well, you got to obey the uh, traffic signals, driving sanctions. Yeah, we got into it too right there. Yeah. Okay. So here's another one though. I thought you might like this one. I especially like, like this one. Pushes, Water slide tester. Well, you, you got to have them. I mean, I think this is a job right up my alley. I love water slides. Love, love, love. Water slide. But it's not a consistent job, it seems. I would I mean, imagine how many it's do a they seasonal, make? It's probably maybe a seasonal like job. In a state every three years. Maybe, it, I wonder if it's like a state. So like, oh, woo, yeah. Like inspector. Woo, okay, and then three years later, you get to, a job again. So, you know, I mean, the, the old saying, all play and no work makes Jack a dull boy. 
I'd never heard that and saying a, and before a broke, myself. Broke I read wet, it earlier today. I'd and broken wet boy too. What <laughs> 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 a barely Julie had heard of. I've never heard of before. Well, you know, not exactly in this case because this guy gets to test water slides. Now he has to check all aspects of the water slide, including safety. Local code, building codes, safety codes, and make sure that the rides are absolutely safe. But he also gets to well, yeah, slide I mean, ass down a water slide and say, hey, it's a great ride, or it, it kind of sucks, us. or, you know, it's a little dry in that third turn. It chafed my ass a little bit as I went up in there. Hell of a burn. But, I mean, right. if you get to check it out first and then you have to go down, you're good. Have you ever experienced yeah, yeah, an extreme water slide wedgie? I don't know. I, I try I not to wear too many clothes when I go down. Them. It wedges up in there pretty good. What the hell are you wearing? Swimming trunks, man. But really sometimes you got them long, steep ones that just drop down really far. And some of them you're on a mat. Sometimes you're not on a mat. The ones that you're not on a map, on a mat, that's the ones you got to watch out for. Because the swimming trunks. I'm thinking you just didn't use the mat. And you just said no. Something says sometimes you don't use the mat, and you well, just slide you go down. down face first, and you're oh. good. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, end up with a reverse widow's peak. You're good to go. <laughs> but hey, gonna... but you know what? If you got paid for it. As the water slide tester, okay, so you had one bad one. You had, oh, you know, look, you're, you're inspecting 12 different water slides today, right? So 99 out of 100 times, everything goes okay. It goes good, right? But everyone's, it, it comes with the job. You might get that bad one that, ah, just, this beam wasn't quite secured. <laughs> this tube talking about wasn't exactly bolted together very critical well. Critical failure. And you happen as just, the inspector, you discover the faulty part of the water slide. Are you saying these are bad jobs or good jobs? That's a pretty good job, man. And see, I think it sounds like a pretty good job. But I, I just don't think it's sustainable. It is on, don't make that many slides. And yeah. That, and it's definitely seasonal. You mean to Florida, maybe. They have well, a lot of right. shit going on down there. Honduras. Are they making that many water California? slides? I don't know. I'm, I'm brainstorming. Is the Honduras here. water slide community just I growing? Like, I got a buddy who's Honduran, and they do like water slides. Just saying. They're like going face first or feet Both. first? Feet first, face first, either way. They're, 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 uh, they're, they're thrill seekers, adventurous. Or think? if that doesn't work for you. It well, it does, and it don't. You can always apply for a job as a professional cuddler. I would be great at that. Then maybe this is the job for you. The problem would be the applying part. And, and again, but somehow we go back to uh, if you happen to be in Japan and you're buying yourself sleeping alone you're feeling a little lonely again they're, they're on the cutting edge the Japanese are on the cutting edge of finding 
Entrepreneurs. They're oh, yeah. Thinking outside the box. They, so, they rent out like shelves that you can sleep in and they just push you into the wall. And samurai swords. Cheap as shit, like hotel room. You just lay on the thing and they put you in the wall and then we're good to go. They can sleep in that shit. Or just slice you in half and put you in the wall. Nah. What? Oh, sorry. Oh, you talking about taking body parts? Yeah, yeah it's a damn movie. Uh, Maybe I'm sorry. But if you find yourself, let's say you're away on a business trip or something like that. You're taking a long road trip and you're chilling I out. I can't wait to get back on business trips to Japan. Right? Well, if you happen to find yourself a little lonely while you're trying to lay down and go to sleep, you can yeah. hire yourself a professional cuddler. And they will come over and cuddle with you. While you lay down and go to sleep. You know what? Cuddle sounds good. It's better than coddle. Yeah. Coddling. You get into it. That's a totally different thing. thing. Yeah. We're not, no, no. This, this show is not about that. Okay. It's not about coddling. People. Okay. But there's a picture of something. I didn't know translation was different. It looks like a masked wrestler. Now, I wonder which one's the professional cuddler. It better not be the big dude. <laughs> That'd be the masked wrestler. If not, I want my fucking money back. Yeah. So, interesting stuff. Uh, these things actually exist. Yes. These are actual That's professions that are documented in this world that exist. That would work here. You know, not with their situation now, what's going on, got to be six feet apart and all that. It'd be pretty rough to have that business still going. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's great. It worked. Something else. Yeah. I'd rather get, you know, go. <laughs> hey, I mean, whatever Hang you got to do. You know, up. It, it, you got to, you, you got to pay for your, uh, for your internet access, got to pay for those new phones. You got to pay for no, for all those things. Oh. Somebody got to. These are these are things that somebody can think about. Maybe. All right, look. Let's go ahead and do the poem thing. The poem thing. Yeah, international poems has has to happen. International poems. International poems. I like the international poems. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know the language you will be reading. I do not. You mean I'll let you know something? at the end of it what language you have read. Okay. I have not looked at this. So I will read the first verse, and then you'll read the second, then I'll read the third, and so on. Okay. As long as I can keep up. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on a little right. additional light. Make sure I'm good to go here. You know what? I should get a beer for this. Okay. Hey, that sounds great. That sounds great. Let me grab a beer. Pop the top. There you stop. All right. This is called The Flamingo by Lewis Gaylord Clark. Lewis Gleek Gaylord Clark. Yes. Sounds Shit. familiar. Huh? He might have heard. So, do you want me to start now? Here we go. You ready? Right. Well, right. did you want to uh, 
Uh, no, I got pop, pop yeah. your top and let's do a cheers. No, I, I mean, can do it all at the same time. Poetry fashion. We, we, we were civilized here. We do this. All right, you ready? I'm ready, sir. Oh, tell me, have you ever seen a red, long legged flamingo? Oh, tell me, have you ever yet seen? Him, the water in go. Toh, Akbala. Lord, in with Jay. Queen Nongane. Toh, Gilaskus, Tifu. Retak, Katahlus. Oh. Tell me, did you ever see a bird so funny stando? When forth he from the water comes and gets upon the lando. Quo! Lord Nal! Valhaduchikabaku! Vlanakuwal! Mindash chut posmades! Tingwe! He has a leg! Some three feet long, or near it, so they say, sir. Stiff upon one alone he stands. To others he stows away, sir. And stop the cube, but there's it's just for me. Did I see Jay? Yalquanagachu, Ak Kuskalon Varasan Fanflad. True champion you are, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, I tried. I, I did the best I could. It's pretty good. I think you missed a, a few I probably, pronunciations there. I probably missed a few. Like some of them should have been a more, you know, thing. I'm sorry. Well, we're talking about Klingon here. Klingon. <laughs> That's Klingon. Now, hold up. There's people that actually know Klingon. Yes. And you, you can am, actually take a course to learn Klingon. Maybe I should try. Yeah. And I know well, that Well, you're pretty good. Exists. You got a, a head start on it. I bet. Right there. All right. Well, I'm, um, I'll have to listen to some Klingon. <laughs> well, you and, just <laughs> did the, the flamingo poem in Klingon. Not great, but good. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I loved it. <laughs> Cheers, brother. I did too. Cheers. I thought it was great. Hey. If anybody else would like to uh email us any of your Klingon stories that we told you show. Or a good poem for us to do would be Yeah. Nice. If you have a, an idea. Like I always say, it'd be really great. Something you want us to try, we are <laughs> more than happy to uh give it a try. December 13th, 1952. George Adamski. Who? George Adamski. Adamski? Adamski. Who is often referred to as the first abductee. Of what? Alien abductee, Danny. What the fuck else would we be talking about? Abductee. Government abductee. No, he's a UFO abductee. Maybe he's abducted into oh, the George is hockey often, hall of fame. George I don't is know. Often referred to as like the first abductee. So, uh, 
In December 13th in 1952, George Adamski has his second encounter with the Venetian named Orthon, where he took his now famous photograph. Second encounter. What? Cal mutilation. This is his what? second encounter? His, second, his encounter. second encounter. Yeah, well, he what had happened to the first encounter? One. Oh, they took him. He, he had his abducted. first one and nobody believed him, but then he had a second one. This is the one where he took the picture oh. of the ship. Now, you you will recognize the picture, but Chile ended up using the picture on a commemorative stamp. Oh, yeah. But that happened Man, today, go. back Chile. in 1952. 52. Is that the guy that ended up the ended up having sex with the No, that's some that movie was, from Hollywood. But that was something. from Chile. That was the same guy that took it from that guy. Was it really? Yeah, I said they yeah, they he was having sex. <laughs> we had to, we had to bring the Chile. whole story up and tell the whole thing. Oh, well, some maybe we have to research that and yeah. put it on we told you show. Yeah. Well you should have brought it with you. Well, I didn't. I, I was. I'm pulling from another source, mm-hmm. an anonymous source here. I did. All right. Well, here's another one. This is kind of interesting. Back on December thirteenth. <laughs> so all this stuff happened that's today. Okay, but this happened in 1931. Okay, this happened in 1931. We know him and love him. Winston Churchill, you know, the future prime minister of yeah. England through World War II. All that. that guy, he's kind of important. Yeah, well, he got hit by a cab in New York City <laughs> on this day in history. Everybody does. Right? He was not surprised. He even admitted fault. He's like, oh, shit, man. I, I was a dumbass for not checking right. I forget, man. I'm from England. Yeah. We drive on the left. I drive on the right. And we get blah, 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 blah. And he crossed the road to the wrong side. We got fucking hit by a car. Well, you know what I like is he ended up writing like an walk. article about it back in 1931, and he sold the article for $2,500 back in 1931. He actually got prescribed alcohol for his pain. In 1931, because we had prohibition, so alcohol was illegal. But apparently, they you could you could get a prescription for it for your pain. Sound remotely familiar in 2020? I'm not even going to say nothing about that. <laughs> so that's kind of <Right>. interesting. <laughs> I know. I've seen videos of people walking down the street and get run over by people on scooters. That's yeah, funny as hell, man. Well, you know, another thing <laughs> seems to be going over scooters. There's, there's, uh, you can like get a job for like Volt scooter or Jolt scooter or whatever it oh, is. Oh, pushing people in the road? No, no, you can go around and like collect all the, uh, discarded scooters that are laying all around the city. Yeah. And, you can, and you can bring them back home and plug them up. You charge them up. Charge them, them up. Yeah. And release them back to the Wild. centers. <laughs> right. Back into the wild. Release them back to the wild, because you never know where they're going to end up. Back at your house. <laughs> I hope not in my house. <laughs> Charging up. <laughs> uh, all the uh, outlets are taken. No scooter charging stations here. 
All right, then. All right. We're going to end this one. Is it about that time? Something about next spotters? Oh, that's for next time. Yeah. Next time. Look, if if y'all hear this, please like us and follow on all your, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a good review. It helps. Give us some feedback. We like that, too. Give us some feedback. We need it. All right. Y'all be good. Stay safe. Love yous. Next time, we told you show. Oh, we do. Next thing you know, you you got a hippie infestation on your hands. <laughs> it's, it's always like a dream come true. <laughs> right? <laughs>